0: Welcome to Brother Brother podcast, as part therapy, part tongue in cheek, and all real talk. This is episode forty. With me today, as always, Jonathan. How are you doing?
1: I am. Uh, I'm doing great. My company's right now is in the middle of a very serious state and federal audit, but I only have to work a couple more days and then I'm on vacation. So bala kala holla.
0: Right. Our main topic today is going to be uh, Vigilantes and Anti-Heroes Which I swear we've done before But maybe that was just on um, Tempe's World Podcast May it rest in peace R.I.P. I, and and I'm looking at the show notes here And top 5 Vigilantes Which I think we're going to do um, I noticed that under my list You put down Batman, Catman Antman, Lantman, Tantman um, Not cool Because I thought I had done my list <laughs> and apparently, I have not.
1: Uh well, we will be waiting with on um, bated breath to see what you actually put in there. Um, but enough of our little intro. Let's talk about what's been going on, uh, in our little life. And you know, this episode, um, is number forty, so our podcast is getting a little bit older, a little bit more mature, and this might be the last time you hear this format. Um, we're thinking about switching things up maybe going a little more informal so this might be the very last carson corner which i got to say is sad because we never got an intro or bump for it which right. i was really pushing hard for and you were pushing hard against
0: <laughs> or i was just letting you not do it is really what it was
1: <laughs> oh that 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 sounds worse but um <laughs> i know one thing that's going on right now rich and i uh, we talked about the mini golf is it Mini Golf King or... Yeah,
0: Mini Golf King.
1: Mini Golf King, the uh phone app. And he and I finally started our first head-to-head challenge. And after three matches, the Mini Golf leader is... drum Drumroll. Reggie with a very modest 2-to-1 lead.
0: As if there was any doubt. Uh We both had some really bad losses. Uh Yeah, I can't really brag about that one because we both had uh like i guess phone snafus on on the ones that we lost so it was like we really only had one fair game
1: and yeah but i did lose that one but we'll uh we'll keep updating you as we move on because there will be rematches for sure but um one thing we do have in common we both saw deadpool 2 uh reg how did you like it
0: i gave it a 7 out of 10 which you can hear on cinema chat um um i enjoyed it i thought it was my my concern going into it was that it would be just be too much of you know what they did the first time like on overdrive and wouldn't be as good um i wouldn't i, hmm, I don't think they i felt like at points there was too much of that but at the same time it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it was going to be like i guess better example or or, uh yeah comparison would be uh guardians of the galaxy versus guardian galaxy 2 where like guardians of the galaxy was just amazing and then guardians galaxy 2 was like oh everybody likes these jokes and all this and that so we're gonna turn that up to 11 they didn't do that in deadpool they kind of turned it up to like 8 which was still a bit too much for me but um i enjoyed it for what it was i mean it's a it's not a bad movie don't, don't get me wrong um i just Maybe I'm just tired of the Deadpool character. It could be that. I had
1: a um, completely different reaction. For me, it was an 8.1 out of 10. Uh, it was entertaining. I loved the action scenes, and they did enough of the comedic stuff that I really enjoyed about the Deadpool character in the first one to um, just to continue that flow, and then in some places to make it better. Um, I would definitely uh, suggest you go and listen to the Cinema Chat podcast episode on um, on the uh, Deadpool 2 episode. It's really good. Even if you don't listen to the movie news at the beginning, the conversation on the movie itself is really good. You get two contrasting views. I'm in um, more of the Brent camp than I was in Reggie and Rob's camp, but you can be the judge. I would definitely go and listen to that episode. I listened to it, to, uh, uh, I listened to it today. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was real close to, to live-tweeting it, but I was too busy.
0: And we're glad you didn't.
1: Yeah, I know you are. <laughs>
0: um, But speaking
1: of podcasts, let's get into our podcast um, recap. Um, It's the end of the month, so... Well, it's almost the end of the month, but I'm not going to be able to record next week because I'm going to be um, traveling for Memorial Day. So we're going to go ahead and do our top five podcasts of the month, at least so far. Um, Reg, what are your uh, what are your top fives? You want me to go first?
0: Um, I'll I'll my top five, um, in this order, yeah. One, Culture Kings. Two, Ologies. Three, The D- Daily Zeitgeist. Four, spontaneous, Nation. And five would be Left, Right, and Center. Um,
1: those are all good. I tried listening to Left, Right, and Center, and I don't know if the episodes just weren't that great but I just really couldn't get into it. Um, but hitting off number five is the one you suggested to me, Ologies. Um, I really have enjoyed that. I haven't gotten gotten to a point where I can like listen to three in a row yet, but um, the information is so good, and the fields she covers are so different. And the guests really are really lively, uh, just as lively as they are intelligent. So it's, it's an amazing um, listen. Uh, volcanology still might be my favorite. Um, although the primate one was pretty cool too. Uh, what's your favorite ology so far, or ones that really stick out in your mind?
0: Um, shoot, gonna put me on the spot like that. Yeah, I am. I'm um, gonna leave this
1: whole pause in.
0: <laughs> what is my favorite one? That's a good question. Um, oh, I'd have to think about that. Well, hang on.
1: Think about it as I go through the rest of my um, list. Number four, Spontaneity Nation. Spontaneity uh, Nation. Yeah, whatever. Whenever I need something, well, if I listen to something too dark, I just need to laugh. I can put that on from the interview to the introduction of the um, improvisers to the actual improvisation. I don't know if that's the correct word or not. Um, it's just, it's I laugh, like genuinely laugh, sometimes hurt my gut laugh. Through so many of those episodes, it's one of the few podcasts outside of the Dollop that I will actually go back and listen to repeats of of like episodes. Um, the episode with the labyrinth oh, where that's they have freaking <laughs> hilarious, dude, where they have the colonel with his bourbon, <laughs> That episode is hilarious. For the interview that that happens at the beginning, the improvisation is amazing, and um. The ending. They all sing it together and they keep doing the round of Evan Slater's number. Yeah. Name, I mean. It's just so great. Um, I'll speed through the rest of it. Number three, Culture Kings. Number two, The Dollop. You should listen to the episode on Robert Smalls. It is amazing. Uh But number one, taking number one for the first time in a long time, um, Sword and Scale. That stuff. There are some episodes that are just weird. There are some episodes that are boring. There are some episodes that are dark as fuck, but I just... I eat through that fucking podcast. I love it.
0: Yeah, um, this I unfollowed um, or unsubscribed to Sword and Scale this week because it was just too freaking much for me. Um, I think the episode I was like, you know what, when you're talking about some kid fucking losing his virginity to his dead mother's corpse, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I saw
1: saw that that tweet and I was like, and I was like, man. And then I was like, well, I remember that episode. It was fucking dark as shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I like true crime, but that is just a bit. It's a bit much. A bit Ridge too
1: much. It's like, like pulling the chute, pulling the parachute. Yeah. Well, um, well, that's our that's our top fives. Uh, what are you guys' top fives? Let us know. Hopefully, we're in it. If not, we'll do a little bit more to get inside of it. That's what she said. Um, but for the last time, let's get into the news. Yeah,
0: news. <laughs> in the news, the royal wedding that nobody cares about. I don't care about. We fought a war, so we didn't have to care about that crap. Moving right along, uh, Trump announces accuses the FBI of, of implanting a spy in his campaign team. Whatever Trump news. Trump um, news exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny though? It seems like Trump is getting played left, right, and center by everybody. Like the fact that North Korea, was like, if you if you don't stop these uh, drills, then we are not going to come to the table. And then what did we do? We stopped the drills. And it's just like fucking North Korea is the one that seems to be driving this dic- car. Well, they're, dicta- we- they're dictating everything, and, and it's because the Trump administration is so thirsty for a win. It is unfucking believable it's like they just so want to win that they'll do just about anything to make this happen and it's like you can't go, go to a uh deal or a negotiation desperate you know because mm-hmm. that's not going to end up well for you,
1: you Well, know, it's just embarrassing to think like what we came from and like what we are where we are now i'm going to talk about this a little bit later but <sighs> between north korea The Iran deal where and now the Secretary of State um, is talking about America is thinking about um, reinstituting the old sanctions and bringing up some new ones as well, which I think is hilarious since they haven't even put in the uh, sanctions that the bipartisan Congress for once passed against Russia. It's like this clown car of an administration is so hard to watch. I thought it was going to be funny,
0: and
1: yeah, be careful what you wish for.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been one of those things where it's like, oh man, I can never vote. I I said I would never vote for the lesser two evils, and I'm going to have to start voting for the lesser two evils. It's just fucking ridiculous, and I hate that that's where we are right now.
1: Well... Yeah, this country is just in a weird, terrible place right now. Um, but um, speaking of some other craziness, did you hear about the
0: cougar attack in Seattle? Uh, no, but I really don't care about older women attacking <laughs> younger dudes. Their dates. But watch out for <laughs> these ladies.
1: <laughs> um, but no, so in um. In a park uh, north of Seattle, uh, two bikers were biking through the trails when all of a sudden they saw a um, a cougar was following them. And at first they thought it had gone away because it sort of crept back into the woods. And then all of a sudden, shit just popped up and attacked one guy. Jumped on his back, bit him. The guy threw his bike onto the cougar. It backed away and then pounced back again. Dragged one dude off. And Another guy biked off to get help. Um, by the time they found him, the other guy, obviously was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That thing must have been really fucking hungry because cougars usually don't attack humans, especially because one of the things they tell you is in a panther attack or a cougar, which I mean they're basically the same animal. Same, yeah. Um, you know, you just look bigger, and if you look at them straight on, they they back down because like there are places in like India where. It, when they're going through the jungle or whatnot, they'll wear a mask on the back of their head so it looks like eyes and stuff. And, and cougars just won't attack because that's not the type of creature they are. So, like, for them to attack, I'm thinking it had to have been really hungry. Because, I mean, if you make yourself to look bigger, they'll they'll back down.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing uh, what speaks to what you just spoke to. The fact that it came back, like, three or four times. Like, it hunted them, saw them. They stopped. It turned around and fled. Then hunted them more when it got attacked and actually physically hit you know it ran off they gathered themselves then it came back like you're right it probably had to have been really really hungry um but um in some some news that we had talked about earlier a couple of weeks ago um mount kilauea uh our, i don't know if it isn't it mount kilauea is it's just kilauea the name of the volcano
0: Um, your guess is as good as mine. I haven't really been following this story except because it just seems like the reason I haven't been is because it it seems like nobody's really all that concerned about it. Well, so that's the thing about Kilauea. Um, and I mentioned it
1: before, like, so Mount St. Helen, when that shit blew up, the hardest thing, baddest thing about it was the fact that it was a shield volcano where the majority of the rock is on the side. So when the volcano explodes, it explodes to the side instead of upward and out not that upward and out isn't bad but there's no one who i mean there are people who live near it but with they had plenty of time to leave so there's not a big enough um eruption that the people on the island itself have to be like holy shit you know it's not a vesuvius situation
0: yeah and Um, i think what's crazy is like i've seen pictures of people playing golf like with the volcano in the background i don't know if that's just a uh you know a photoshop type thing or if that's real or not you know but i mean it just seems like nobody really cares except for the people who are living there i guess who you know have been displaced well it's the thing where it's like it's not an issue
1: because it's not as long as it doesn't hit your home you're like all right there might be some ash damage there might be you know I might not be able to live in my home for a week or two weeks or a month, whatever, but if there's no damage physical damage if the lava does reach my home, then you know it is what it is uh. um but one of the crazy things about that's been happening um' cause there have been some eruptions in the you know near the volcanic center with um some rocks the size of like refrigerators and small cars um obviously still not hitting too much or anything close um nothing near populated areas i should say um but when the lava hits the water it causes a release of hydrochloric acid which if you saw dante speak is that whole grandma walking through the acid water scene which is scientifically not true um second thing it releases because when the glass or when the lava hits the water and cools it releases Glass particles in the air. So, if the wind was blowing strong enough, you could literally get glass blown into your lungs and eyes and body and shit. Hmm. That'd be some scary movie Hellraiser shit.
0: You know what it really comes down to? I haven't been following this story because nobody has told me that I need to care about it. You know, like, uh, because there's just so much going on, you know, the stuff that's going on in Gaza still um recently there was that school shooting in santa fe which we're going to talk about um and then you know everything going on with trump i mean he he he's out here saying that he wants to protect jobs in china and it's like and then you come to find out that somebody offered him you know like a a, a deal on on a hotel or something shit like that and then you know once the the congress was like actually no you can't help those people in zte and you know everyone backed out and it's like You know, it's just so many bigger fish to fry right now that, like, until somebody tells me this this is something I need to be concerned about, I'm just not all that concerned about this volcano.
1: Not going to give up.
0: Well, yeah, I must think about it also. This volcano...
1: With the exception of some random times in history, most volcanoes, you have the opportunity to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, if you get killed right now, what are you doing with yourself? Yeah. Ask I mean, yourself what you're doing with yourself.
0: Flint still doesn't have water, and yep. Puerto Rico is still, like, out of power. So, like, Man, it's hard for dumb. me to be all that concerned about a volcano that's just doing what volcanoes do right now. I mean, unless somebody tells me that this is going to. I don't know, blot out the sun or something like that. I'm just... Or just even affected people who live on the island
1: around it. Right. Like, like, like oh my god, if we don't get to them soon, they're going to all burn to death. I'm like, okay, then I'll pay attention. But right now, it's like, yeah, it's doing its thing. It's cool.
0: Yeah, because like, I ha- I know people who live in Hawaii. I follow some on Twitter and stuff. And they haven't... They're still tweeting about their food that they they, they bought and in, in dinner and shit. So...
1: You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to talk about the Obamas and their Netflix deal?
0: Yeah, so the Obamas got this Netflix deal, I guess they're calling it, um, they'll be doing some, like, documentaries and docu-series and and things like that, um, and I guess some of them will be scripted and some of them are unscripted, but it's just interesting that they opened up a, uh, their next move was to open up a, uh, TV studio, you know? TV slash movie State Going right. that opa route. Yeah, good on him, I guess. Hell yeah, man, get money. I saw one money tweet guy. that was freaking get hilarious, money. and it was uh, somebody said, "Uh, hello, my name is Barack Obama. This is Jackass." No. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um. In other news, that I only care about, the Expanse is still not saved yet. Yeah, it's it, give it to. I'll be fine.
1: I'm. I have. A lot of faith. There's so many books left in that series for them to cover. I mean, they literally don't have to write the material; they just have to write the lines.
0: Yeah. So and someone I'm, will be smart I'm and we'll so get it. I'm so behind on my stuff. Like, I'm glad that some of my network shows are ending. Um, like uh, Lucifer. Well, unfortunately, rest in peace. Lucifer ended and was canceled. But um, R.I.P. Um, Agents of Shield just closed up um i zombie and supergirl and flash will be closing up soon so i'll be able to get caught up on things like into the badlands and um oh uh, my god
1: i don't want to talk about into the badlands is it that far... good no i'm so far behind oh <laughs> i didn't finish season two. Oh no yeah i'm halfway through season two i just finished and this was by choice not by I just finished Altered Carbon. I didn't want to watch the last three episodes, man.
0: Why? You want to Cuz.
1: I just want I didn't want it to be I don't go back and watch Netflix series really. Like Daredevil, um Luke Cage. There're very few epi- like things where I go back and watch full. So I was like, man, if once I finished this, this might be gone until, you know, I convinced Becky to watch it or someone, you know, I catch it at someone else's house, so I didn't want to end it, but then I finally did. Yeah, and it was so fucking good. I'm gonna watch it again, uh, eventually. Um, but before we go into the and Hero of the Year, we did want to talk about the shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, at Santa Fe High School. Um, ten kids or ten individuals were killed: eight students, two teachers. Um, one of the students who was killed was a girl who had rejected the shooter. Um. Has that been confirmed? That has been confirmed. Okay. Um, The mother talked about it um, on multiple news sources.
0: You know what I hated about that headline is there were a lot of people, a lot of... And you know what? The media in general needs to stop doing this shit, but they need to check their headlines. And what I don't understand about it is we, the public outcry about the way they frame these stories has been like a continual thing, and I don't understand why... They it's still happening it, you know yeah. but like in this instance they were like um you know the killer targeted the girl that uh embarrassed him or something like that and it was like that, no. you know it makes it seem like the victim is the one who you know caused it like it's like victim blaming i mean it's not that she embarrassed him she rebuffed him because he kept trying to you know target her with his intention attention and stuff like mm-hmm. that and she kept you know she was being harassed basically you know so it's like if, if you said that a stalker what was some that the victim of a stalker was somehow to blame for it, the attack of the stalker you know and that that's and i just don't understand why they keep doing this like this is something that small town newspapers do and like big national newspapers and in the media and it's 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 mind-boggling that it keeps happening
1: yeah, it's just one of those concepts that what will it take for people for these newspapers to be held accountable? Not just newspapers, like news media in general. Um it just blows my mind how often they're allowed to make these miscon uh, make these like mischaracterizations. You know, whether it's, um, victim blaming or it's, you know, all white terrorists have mental illness or once we're good boys or we're loners or we're the quiet kid, you know, like all these different like stereotypes and caricatures, people, like you said, have been vocal about it frequently. Um, it's just time for it to, to, time for there to be a change. Um, What do you think about this? Like, you know, how do you feel about the national reaction?
0: It seems like the national reaction, everybody was on Friday there. Everybody was like, oh, God, this is tragedy. This is a shame. We need to do something. Same voices saying the same thing. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And then there was a a wedding. And then it seemed like everybody forgot the fuck about this story. Like, it just, it, it amazes me how quickly it kind of fell out of the news cycle. I no, mean, I take that back, it doesn't amaze me. Because it happens so often. Like, the only good thing about the summer coming up is that there won't be another school shooting until August.
1: Um, the crazy thing about that, because you're actually right about that, like, it's... As I sit here and, like, think about how quickly... And you and I talked about this on Twitter, how quickly people just flip-switch from, oh, my God, this is tragic, where are we going to do, how can we protect our children, to, oh, my God, it's just... this this beautiful wedding um was so amazingly quick
0: yeah because like it reminded me of of how how just how right donald glover's this is america is because like i didn't the way i found out about the school shooting was looking at twitter and i was like oh there must have been another shooting because all i kept seeing was thought and prayers and people who are like, shut up with your thoughts and prayers. And I was like, they weren't even talking about the school shooting, you know? And it was like, just like in, in This Is America, where people, the bodies were just dragged away and they protected the gun rights because there were people out there talking about gun rights and this and that. And I was like, it took me, uh, i I didn't go looking for the story because I wanted to know how long it would take before I saw a tweet or something about, you know, where this happened and everything. And it was like a good solid 30 40 minutes or so before i saw somebody even mention santa fe you know i mean you had like the deputy uh governor who was out there like oh the problem the reason that this happened is because there are too many um exits entrances." i'm like you're blaming doors for this exactly. are you fucking serious with this you know it's just like so i don't know like i said i'm kind of over this whole thing because nothing's gonna change um it, until maybe the baby boomers go away I don't know maybe millennials will actually Change something about this but You know you have this that stupid chick Who went and took her um Like graduation picture In front of Kent State with an AR Like uh, come get my gun And shit I'm like you do not recognize The irony of taking a picture With a gun in front of Kent State
1: Well I mean that's just like Ignorance right there like just historical Ignorance to be like oh I don't I don't even get it do not get it at all. And not only... She's not the only idiot with a gun marching around. My favorite is the guy who went to the high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With an American flag and a fucking pistol on his hip. As if that's what kids who just heard or potentially saw their friends and staffing shot at our shot need to see. I, I read some of the stories. There's this kid who... um, of, Like, baseball player. Um, who climbed a seven-foot wall, scaled a seven-foot wall to get away, and didn't realize till he got on the other side and was safely away that he had been shot through the head, it had gone through his skull, like or hit his head and then gone like up and out, like didn't hit brain or anything, just like up and out. Uh, he played like in a baseball game the next day, but that's
0: insane.
1: Yeah, that is insane. Um,
0: yeah one one those girl was insane. A, uh... She was a exchange student from Pakistan. It's like, you come to America from Pakistan. Or, or was it Afghanistan?
1: I think it was Pakistan. Pakistan.
0: still, you know. And, but just succumbed so far to get murdered. Yeah. For
1: no reason. Oh, why did he shoot you? No one could fucking tell you.
0: Yeah. It's insane that this shit is, I don't know. It's It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, yeah, so
1: I guess my personal reaction is sort of the same way with yours. I saw I found out about it on Twitter. I just saw the bots pop up in the corner and I was like, What is this? Clicked it on and sure enough, um been another school shooting, thoughts and prayers.
0: And then here's the thing too, it's like everybody goes to their corners with the same talking points and it's like I don't know, I think maybe liberals we need to and progressives need to we need to go further left, you know, when they are talking about, oh, we're not coming for your guns. Well, if you're not coming for people's guns, then there's really nothing you can do to change this. I mean, you can make stricter laws and stuff so that, like, I think, I think it's ridiculous that it's easier to get a gun than it is to get, like, a car or get, like, a driver's license or something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that would be a great start, but if you're not going to even do that, then yeah, maybe we just need to take guns out because aside from that what are the alternatives
1: i just don't understand what like the love affair the willingness to have these mass shootings in churches and schools and airports in on military bases on any place in america like i saw this girl and who was being interviewed and they were like, you know, are you shocked that this happened? And she said, no, we were talking about this. You know, we, we knew this this could happen. And it was just a matter of where would we do? What would, where would we go? I remember what it was like to be in school when Columbine happened and how alien that felt. Like the concept that we could be trapped and someone could shoot into our classrooms. Like, Especially at the high school that we went to, there were certain buildings where there were only four ways in and four ways out. Right. So, so if you had four guys, or if you had, God forbid, you had like six guys, you could literally keep everyone in the building and go room to room doing whatever you and, wanted. And
0: here's to. the thing, too, though. I mean, even after Columbine, we never thought it would happen us again. Like, that was a fluke. That was just yep. something, you know, a bunch Two kids of kids went crazy. Two went crazy, right? You know, but now, I mean i'm just think about the drills that we had growing up we had fire drills i mean and i think we were probably like in the last generation or class that actually had uh bomb drills and i think that's because we. Lived on a I'm, base. Talking about, I'm talking about atomic bombs and and ussr stuff but i think it's because we lived on a military base so like that was a real threat i mean the fact that you had to know what where to go and what to do in case the base got attacked like so i mean that was a real threat and then like after the ussr fell there's really no need to test those kind of drills you know so like i don't know if civilians did those i like but um now you got kids i mean we had tornado drills things like that but i mean they're talking about they have you know gun on campus drills and just it's insane to me that that is now a thing and it's just, like, a normal part of society.
1: That's the thing for me. It's just the idea that everyone's just okay with this is how shit goes.
0: And what pisses me off the most is these parents who are gun rights activists and all that shit, and then it happens to them, and so many of them are like, oh, it was a gun rights friend. And I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me is, that we need to find out all the kids and that have NRA parents, and you know, target a couple of them before we'll, we'll get change in America. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what it sounds like these people are saying, and that's fucking well, ridiculous. That these that people can't have any empathy, you know, and then like that's what I I think is the biggest problem with America. Is like you have all these things that we know are wrong but we just accept them because it's like people accept them because it's not happening to them the fact that you know people of color can't just go around and be out in public is not a big deal to a lot of people because it doesn't happen to them you know
1: hey man i can say it better i just it's weird to be resigned that like yeah there are going to be school shootings i'm going to live in a nation where this is going to happen for as long as we want it to happen which is going to be forever all because we want to be able to own guns to make people feel big. Because, I mean, it's not the normal, it's not the good gun owners you got to worry about. It's the idea that we're not doing enough to keep the guns out of the people's hands who shouldn't have mm-hmm.
0: them.
1: And not only that, this if those guns weren't secured, his father should go to jail for years. But that never happens. When people, when their kids get guns from their parents because they don't leave them secure, and I'm not just talking about when they're mass shootings, I'm, I'm just talking about also when kids bring guns to school.
0: Uh-huh. Like, I think recently there was a toddler who, who killed himself because he was playing with a gun. Well, there was,
1: um, it was like two, about two months ago, there was a, like a six or seven year old who was shot when... A kid brought a gun to school thinking it was a play gun and he was showing it to another friend. They dropped it. The gun went off and hit another kid at a table.
0: I think that's the one I was thinking about, yeah.
1: Like, that shit's insane. And that kid lived, but, like, that kid now has the trauma of being shot.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Man. You know what? um this is an aside that has nothing to do with anything apropos of nothing and i don't know why i'm thinking about it but oh i know what it was because we we're talking about military rats but i was watching this show uh no rain uh that's on netflix and this is really out of the park so i'm sorry <laughs> but uh we were watching i was watching the show no rain and there's this scene where these kids are acting and i was like the parents are like you need to get in the car you need to pack we need to get going shit's about to happen you know, when these kids are acting all bratty and, and, you know, just doing what kids do, uh, at least in television. And then I had the epiphany. I was like, I think the reason I hate kid actors and the way the kids are portrayed, like, you know, No Rain or um, Lost in Space or just about anywhere where these bratty kids are just so into their own shit that, you know, they fuck things up when, you know, it's like it's time to get serious. We need to get you with you need to get with the program. And they don't, you know things like that is always bugs me but it just hit me recently i was like i think it's because we just i don't identify with those kids and i don't know if those kids are actually symbolic of civilians or if it's a television thing but like i think as military brats we're taught that you know you have to you're part of like a cohesive unit if that makes sense you know like as mm-hmm. a family so when things start to happen you need to kind of not be part of the prop be part of a problem or an extra problem or whatnot like when we had to move we got our stuff together we didn't throw temper tantrums and shit like that like when our dad went off the war it wasn't all uh it's all about me 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 you know so it's like i don't know maybe that's just i don't know sometimes i wonder if, if that's just what it is because like there are times like as as a civilian now that i i look and wonder how much of the military upbringing has is, is really you know shaped things and like maybe i just don't understand that that's how kids act and are
1: that was a hell of an aside
0: yeah i don't know why I, again i don't know why i feel like talking about it but
1: well there you go military <laughs> brats are better um <laughs> We're going to quickly do the Hat and Hero of the Year. Uh, my nominee for Hat of the Year is the NRA president, Oliver North, as well as Texas leadership. Oliver North, basically, after the Santa Fe shooting, uh, came out and said that violent culture is the reason why we've seen an increase in shooting, and Ritalin. Too many kids have grown up on Ritalin, which makes them unstable, which is really messed up and... I was watching something on Sunday television, had it on the background, um, and one of the doctors who was a guest on someone's show was basically saying, you know, he didn't appreciate the fact that he did that because Ridlin has helped a lot of kids um, in a lot of tough situations. Um, so I thought that was... Not really a, a side I was even thinking about, but even more so, I thought about this, like Texas in general has a problem with gun violence. It is not this is not the first uh, mass shooting in their history. Obviously, you know about the Fort Hood shooting, the Dallas shooting, the Santa Fe now the church shooting in Southern Springs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, despite that, Texas is still one of the states where gun laws are pretty liberal, um, and you know they have a violence issue. So, you guys are my asshats nominees for asshat of the year for sure. Uh, Rach, you got a hero of the year?
0: Uh, hero of the year, Manhattan district attorney, as of May 15, ends prosecution of of uh, marijuana charges, possession, and public usage, which uh caused the mayor to direct all boroughs to end the practice as well. Um, they're saying the new policy is going to, um, they are working to enforce will replace arrest with summons, I guess. Yeah, which I think is just
1: completely much more intelligent. One, you don't have to worry about arresting people and potential cause for escalation over something simple as smoking a joint in public or having marijuana on your person. Two, if you're doing summons, um, you know, whatever, give someone a $50 summons, a $100 summons. uh, You know, that's just the price of of playing the game.
0: Uh, real quick, um, summons, does that just mean a ticket, or does that mean they have to appear?
1: Just a ticket. Okay. You don't actually have to appear. Um, and that's, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I think it's funny, again, how New York, or at least the mayor, seems to be going out of his way to uh, be a bit more liberal.
1: Well, trying to get that reelection. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think
0: 10 maybe 15 years from now we're all gonna look back and think how crazy it was that
1: people were going to jail yeah. for years
0: but what kind what piss the only thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is that it's now that there are rich people who can get rich off of this marijuana is a issue that we're trying to overturn you know it's because there's money in it and like all these people who i think there needs to be some sort of in the talk there needs to be some sort of reparations or some sort of um you know a a way to compensate all these people's mostly people of color who went to jail you know and you know you have people now who are in congress fighting this who like Boehner, i think yeah who all of a sudden are going to get rich and they've turned the table now that uh you know, there's money in it. So. Now
1: they're on the outside, and not just Boehner. Um, who was the uh, attorney general? Uh, Eric oh, Eric yeah, Holder. Eric
0: Holder. That like, motherfucker. That mother. And I'm sick and tired of people giving these folks credit for doing something at Pretty a time evolving. when they couldn't do it. You know, exactly. it's like he, he, Eric Holder wasn't that isn't that far. I mean, he's what two years, two three years? No, no. Yep. I, I take that back. Probably five or six because he was an attorney general in the second term. He was not. But still the point is, I mean, it it's not that far away. We're not talking about like twenty years ago.
1: Mm Eric Holder, motherfucker. Yeah, um, but yeah, still, Hero of the Year, Manhattan District Attorney, good call. It's a good start, it's a good step in the right direction. Um, get those people out of prison who are of all those charges as well. Reparations would be nice, but we know how well that works out in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough of that. Let's get into our main topic. And tonight, having seen De- um Deadpool and having that really on my mind, uh, it's a topic I like to discuss and Reg as well. We're gonna talk in vigilantes and antiheroes. Um Reg, are you a fan of the term antihero? I feel like memory says that you're not.
0: I was at a time, but I what I don't like is how antihero seems to be anybody who isn't one of the uh underwear and type brigade type you know like if you're not if if batman has a problem with you then all of a sudden you're an anti-hero but like there was a time when like anti-hero actually meant something you know it was like somebody who would do what not saying that they would do the wrong thing but they had a moral compass that was allow them to do things that other people just wouldn't do or were unwilling to do. I think the best example really is like the Punisher or Rorschach, you know, the fact that, you know, you have people like the Daredevil who won't kill, then you have people like the Punisher or Rorschach who will kill and will kill violently or or will do things, like they'll torture to get what they need to keep people safe, you know. I think that actually the best comparison or example from history i think is um you know there are people who uh, in plato's republic you know the um what's the, the the talk of the uh the guardian or something like that who would do things that uh were against the society but not not against society but against society's morals so that the society wouldn't have to do them you know they're the ones who would get the blood on their hands knowing that they could not be part of something um yeah i i agree
1: with you i think that anti heroes has gotten um played out like Daredevil is a good example Daredevil is not an anti hero um he's a hero he's more of a he's definitely a vigilante he's sort of a re- a renegade but you know he's definitely not an anti hero to me
0: who who's it i'm sorry
1: uh Daredevil.
0: yeah yeah um
1: for me like you know Punisher's is my number one anti-hero if i had to put someone on top of that particular category rorschach's in there boondock Saints are some good ones you know people who are willing to do the dirty work to keep like you said to keep people safe um what's your definition oh what's your definition of a vigilante in do you subscribe to batman's idea that all superheroes are vigilantes
0: yeah all superheroes are freaking vigilantes cause none of them are ties, except for like war machine um you know for the most part yeah war machine is ties. i think they're probably you know people in marvel um the suicide squad well to a certain extent but for the most part these are vigilantes all vigilantes work outside the law you know um and technically they're all criminals and i think they they operate with the goodwill of the people but i think in a real world scenario we wouldn't want these people doing what they do i really don't think we do
1: i we've had this conversation before and i just feel like you're completely wrong because the thing about it is if you live in a world that has green lanterns then you need a Green Lanterns. It's not a matter okay, of okay, wanting. Okay,
0: okay, hold up. Let me, let me, let me qualify what I'm saying. If we had, we wouldn't want some people. We wouldn't want people like Batman or Daredevil. I think we would want. We wouldn't want street level people doing it. Like, yeah, you're gonna want a Superman to take out a Doomsday. That's true. I, I definitely believe that. But at the same time, I think we would also want the government to have their own superpowered beings and and individuals in a unit of some kind that's really what i would think we would want we wouldn't just want your normal joe just pick getting superpowers getting bit by an aardvark and developing aardvark superpowers of fighting crime we would want them to be registered or or something like that we would want there to be rules and, and laws against that because you know what at the end of the day if Superman destroys your building, he's even if he saves a city, but your building, your home is destroyed because he got punched through it. You're gonna want somebody to be held accountable for that, and you're gonna want to be able to turn to somebody to to get some sort of conversation and help.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, that is definitely an undeniable point. Um, yeah, man, superhero insurance would be insane. The government would have to subsidize that shit because otherwise living in metropolis or in gotham would be impossible the insurance would be insane yeah because i mean i think
0: i think there's some like a a thing about friendly fire you know like for instance if there was a shooting at a a movie theater right somebody pulled out a gun and started unloading on that dude and then he hit three other people he's going to be responsible for those three other people that he hit even though he did save a bunch of people he still shot three other people you know well, I think it's more of the um just
1: think about what you would have to be insured against. You'd have to be insured against like poisonous gas. You'd have to be insured against uh fire if you know, because of firefly. You'd have to be insured against explosions from various different people. Mind uh, control blast, mind control flats freezes. Like having a diamond shop in Gotham the insurance alone, like, you would have to be a racket. You'd be like, I'm hoping I get hit so I can pay out and fucking retire. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, paying these insurance rates. Um, what are some of your favorite unknown or lesser-known uh, vigilantes? Like, I'm a big Spawn fan. I... He was one of those heroes that, um... One, when I found out, uh... Sorry, I'm so my mind is my tongue is caught. Uh, when I first found Spawn, I thought it was amazing how different he was from all the other heroes, you know. He was you know, hell cursed, he had chains, he was kind of pretty violent. Um he reminded me of that other black hero, Rich Remember the black hero with the blades on his arm? Darkhawk. Dark Hawk, Dark Hawk oh, Shadow, yeah. Shadow Shadow Hawk. That guy was super violent. How likely do you think, in a real world situation, going on with the whole if we actually lived in a world with vigilantes, how likely do you think the police would be to actually work with vigilantes? Like, do you see LAPD or NY?
0: I think it depends on the jurisdiction and what they're fighting, who they're fighting, and how excessive they are. Um, I think, I think if they're <laughs> I really think if you're a white supremacist, being a vigilante would be a great job for you, because if you went around beating up, like, gang members and, like, f- seriously hurting them, the- nobody is really going to come looking for you. You could get your beat, your psycho beat on, and, and nobody would really care. Like, because, like, I-, I think it would be interesting to find out the statistics of who these guys go after, you know, because I think in a black lives matter world people would be really pissed at batman if all he was doing was going after the poor and disenfranchised or you know specifically a bunch of black folks you know and i figure there's got to be a vigilante doing that that is technically on the good side but is selective about who he goes after um and and i think it also depends on the jurisdiction like because like Batman can do what he wants because Gotham and and Jim Gordon is okay with it, and he's helping them, and that's how they see it. But then, if you had somebody like, um, uh, Jay Jonah Jameson type that was in charge of a, a police precinct, he would probably go after Batman because he's making them look bad.
1: That's very true. Uh, that's gonna be kind of crazy to see, like a white supremacist Batman. <laughs> how fucked up would that be he just going around the hood beating the shit out of brothers
0: but I mean as long as they were brothers who were actually doing shit you know people wouldn't care you know
1: I mean I get it it's kind of the whole Boondock same thing you know at the end where they're interviewing all the people and they're like hell yeah I wish I could I wish I could help
0: like, like um, can you imagine like border patrol, like vigilante groups? You gotta know that they exist in like DC Marvel.
1: Oh, that, that's true. Oh, well, they definitely exist because you had some of those guys who were like hunting mutants at the beginning. Um, so I can only imagine what they would do, uh, in a real world, especially considering you know, white supremacists have infiltrated um, police departments and law enforcement agencies, uh, in parts of America. That's something the FBI has reported on, so you can only imagine what would happen if one of these white supremacist dudes got powers and was just going around the city using his agenda to be just inside the
0: law. Because, I mean, just the way our country is so polarized, if there was some vigilante group going after border crossing, you know that they would get cover from the White House. And then there would be people on the left that would be like, well, we're not going to let this... It would become like an arms race between left and right, and eventually there would really be a civil war, you know? Because imagine a superpower being or something like that at, like, Charlottesville when that chick got killed, that uh, woman was killed. You know, imagine somebody on the left or on the right, you know, just saying enough is enough. I I, I can't imagine. That I guess that's really the that's how comics the only way comics make sense is the fact that they don't talk about things like that you know you don't see a lot of comics that deal with racism or poverty or homophobia or things like that unless it's for like a story arc how quickly do you think cops would turn
1: on uh, vigilantes when they started busting crooked cops
0: oh hella quick are you kidding me There'd be legislation so fast that anti-hero legislation. Yeah, that's the one thing I
1: kind of hate about like um, comic books in general. Mm -hmm. They they never you never saw heroes going after crooked um crooked politicians. You know because. If you're Batman, you could, like, fucking just infiltrate their shit and just be like, yo, man, this guy's making bad deals all over the fucking table. Not not even just being like, oh, he's a dickhole, you know, like, just be like, hey, this guy is using people, or he's a small-time sheriff who's, like, you know, bribing. None of that stuff ever happens. What are
0: you using your powers for,
1: Tony Stark?
0: Yeah. Because let me think about it, like, after the, the... Housing crisis and the banking crisis If there was a vigilante who was just throwing These uh, bank execs Out of windows people would not bat an eye They would be like eh, You know because I mean and The reason you have vigilantes is because These people are untouchable for For whatever reason
1: Can you imagine If there was a fucking vigilante Throwing fucking people Out of windows Just like you goodbye And you goodbye uh, I feel like society would have an issue with that.
0: I don't think they would.
1: Not a big one, but a small well, one. Well, I take maybe. that back.
0: I mean, that guy would definitely be hunted down and everything, but.
1: Some people would be like, the eh, they got what they deserve.
0: Yeah. My mom, who was 15, was about to retire, now has to work till she's 90 because of these fucks. And he got tossed out a window. I'm not losing any sleep. There would be a lot of people like that.
1: Well, what area of our society do you think vigilantes would most be um, active in? Like cyber warfare, like on the boots, cleaning up neighborhoods, uh, going after environmental disasters. Like, what do you think would be the thing in our reality that they would most fight?
0: Vigilantes or superheroes?
1: Uh, anti-heroes. And vigil- we'll say anti Instead of just vigilantes because, you know, if we go by our loose definition that all heroes are vigilantes. Excuse me. If we go by our loose, um our loose definition that all heroes are vigilantes, then you know that's like Batman Superman. So mm-hmm. let's think of just the
0: anti-heroes. I what area that they would go after things like um child trafficking, um uh drug trafficking, things like that that for what that You know, I mean, every now and again, you hear a bust of a ring of like 120 some odd people, you know, but we also know that there are a lot of rich people who have slaves and who, you know, fund human trafficking. And I'm not going to say specific countries, Middle um, but, you know, it happens a lot of places like there was that picture a few months ago about these people. I think it was like Nigeria or Libya that were in cages ready to be sold and it's like, that's where i think vigilantes would really come into play because if you had like a a group like batman's outsiders but like a hardcore group you know with like a punisher type lean going after those people that that's where you would want them i I would think yeah or even just like a badass group of like animal
1: powered superheroes who went after poachers Mm -hmm. like i feel like you would yep um God, think about all the groups you could have. Like, you could have a R-rated version of the Planeteers. You could have an animal group to go after ecoterris and uh, not just ecoterris, but poachers. As I just said, you could have shapeshifters going after um, what's it called? Uh, people who ship and sell uh, people.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, if I that's one thing that i think a lot of people don't talk about or think about when it comes to superheroes is like how much of their power and their privilege or not privilege is not the word i guess we'll just go with power but time is kind of just wasted because i mean you have in marvel these things called lmds which are called life model decoys i'm like if you have life model decoys and you have them on the ready there's no reason why there should be human trafficking when you flood like these human trafficking centers and places where you know human traffickers are going to be and you flood them with these life model decoys and then you get them you know just get them around so that they can keep infiltrating further and further as victims and as um vic- you know um a victim what? victims and uh, the assailants and whatnot you know you could kill kill off a lot of this stuff and like i, I would think that i would have you know if i had a secret group or a vigilante group that's what i would do like we wouldn't even i wouldn't even explain to people what was going on like i think that's the one thing that if i was a vigilante it'd be like a bunch of undercover work and then i would just i wouldn't because you know a lot of people are like why did this guy get killed and then you arrest somebody and they use their money to get out of it no you just take care of them and then just keep it moving like don't don't stick around for the praise or whatever.
1: I agree 100%, man. That's the thing I just think about. Just If I, again, Tony Stark, Tony Stark, what are you doing? You know, like if I had that type of money and that type of power, if I could have a bunch of Iron Man suits, there would be no more slaughters of refugees and shit like that.
0: Oh my like, that goodness, should, just, Syria would not It shouldn't happen.
1: happen. It wouldn't be happening. Be like, Gaza yo, send, I don't, know, I don't know, send 40 Iron Man suits over there. Tell them to peacefully neutralize anyone if necessary violently neutralize them just be like no more fighting no more fighting till we figure this shit out haiti how can if you can make like a ship that can fly in space and underwater and in the air then you probably can find a way to farm enough food for haiti and to build buildings for all that stuff Uh like what are you doing with your powers
0: like i mean if i was superman in real life I would just go around <laughs> wrecking house like and just moving on you know like like in Syria I go to the and destroy all his shit like all his weapons in a day and then keep it moving like you know and then I'd be like don't make me come back you know so I, I think th- that's the the problem with superheroes and that's why like I like a vigilant I like a good anti-hero over a superhero because like superheroes they've got all these rules as to why they can't help like the Justice League Every now and again, they'll have a thing when, where Superman will be like, well, that's a, that's the business of that country, and we're not going to interfere. And, like, how many times have they just seen tragedy after tragedy, like, genocide, and then not interfere because, well, that's a civil war. Like, if Syria was happening on in a DC world, they would not have interfered. And I would hope that there would be a hero that would.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess that is a, another reason... Um, why I like the indie heroes is just they seem a little more gritty a little more real and I also feel like uh, their actions have more consequences you know because it is dirty and and on the ground Um, when they make mistakes like you see things that are you see death just like you see in other comics but it feels more real because it feels more authentic I'm thinking mostly about Punisher like God Almighty, some of the things when he's messed up and people have paid for it it's devastating mm-hmm. um, well, do you want to get into our top five uh vigilantes or antiheroes?
0: um sure,
1: I'm about ready to uh rock this out, so my top five antiheroes are as follows: number five: v from V for Vendetta. Uh, I love what he did uh, fighting against, you know, this um, fascist British government in that fictional world. The book is just as good as the movie, um, but the movie for me, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's just amazing, and the way his mind works and the way he calculated and planned everything was just perfect. He go weaving at his best. Uh, number four, Rorschach from... Um, Jesus.
0: Watchmen. Uh,
1: number three, Boondock Saints, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I love the concept of of what they were doing, just in the sense that uh, not that it would be nice, but it would be interesting to see what people would do when they knew that there were these people walking around more or less getting the bad guys. You know, that's the one good thing you can say about the Boondock Saints. They didn't really kill any innocent people, Um And the guys they were killing were really bad guys. Uh, You know, how would the cartels operate differently? How would organized crime and gangs and white supremacists and all these other terrible influences, how would they operate differently? Uh, Number two was going to... So I messed up my list. Somehow Batman was number one on my list, but Batman is not a... Uh, you know what it was? Because my list originally was vigilantes, so he would be my number one uh favorite vigilante, but we're talking just anti-heroes. So my number one anti-hero is the Punisher. He's the best one. Uh so move everybody up one. Punisher one, Boondock Saints two, Worshack three, V Vendetta four, and I'll throw um I'll throw Deadpool in as my number five as my number five. I know Reggie might contest that, but I mean he's pretty much anti-hero. He kills people. Um He's kind of an asshole. He definitely works outside of the law and flirts with it, and sometimes just outright breaks it. So, the merc with the mouth. I'm okay with that. Number five.
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, number five, and and my five and four are questionable because from a certain point of view, they're probably bad guys. Like I would, I I consider putting Magneto on my list. Because I think for the most part, Magneto's right, and people are like, well, he murders all these people, yes, but I kind of think, like, people kind of force him to do that sometimes, but then at the same time, he does a lot of shit that he's not forced to do. Yeah, he's a a villain. So he's a complicated person. (laughs) He's a villain. I would contest that one. (laughs) I think, though, if I was a mutant, I would be on his side, so... Is one of those some one person's freedom fighters, another person's uh, terrorist type thing. Anyway, it's a wholesale slaughter of innocent
1: people. That's the problem. I get killing the bad humans, but killing all of the humans—you're like, that's too much.
0: Mm-hmm. I digress. Yeah. So, um I didn't make my list, but at number five, I'm going to go with Amanda Waller because i i love amanda water because she's a patriot through and through she'll do some really heinous i mean she's the almost supposed to try for what of an anti she will do some questionable downright gruesome crap so that people can can live and and so that the sun will come up tomorrow you know so i, I put her on that list even but her problem mm-hmm. is she does some villainous stuff sometimes you know some things that you just really can't you can't explain away so there um this one another questionable one the agent from firefly uh from uh the movie um serenity played by chewytale ijafor i i always loved the fact that he had a moral compass that pointed due north yeah he did some horrible stuff but if you look at it from his perspective as somebody again who's a patriot who's devoted to making a better universe you know he really believed in what he believed and he knew and I I, I, what I love is there's an exchange where he had with Malcolm Reynolds where Malcolm was like so you're gonna do this to build your perfect world And he's like no Malcolm there is no place for this perfect world for me because I'm not a good person like so he knows what he is and and but he's willing to do it so that other people don't have to so it protects other people so that's questionable but I put it up there uh, number three, Elizabeth Salander from the um, uh, what's the name of that series? Uh, the girl who mess with fire. Uh, oh, the girl uh who with the, the, girl, with the, the girl with the dragon. Girl with dragon tattoo. Yeah, yeah, definitely a antihero source. That's that a we'll... great one. That's a great one. She will do just some jacked up. I mean, again, you know because society hasn't treated her well and whatnot and you know other things like that Uh, she's got her own kind of moral compass and i mean it's true points true north again she's a good person um and so yeah i put her on my list uh number two rorschach john you went in long depth of him uh i think if there if i was ever a vigilante it would probably be somebody like rorschach or this person who's my number one who is of course the punisher Uh, it should be no surprise because i think i would start out batman and end up the punisher because like yeah i wouldn't want to kill but i think in a comic book world killing is the only thing that really makes sense in in a world where the the joker can go to arkham and then escape or be released on good behavior it makes no sense to keep putting him in that revolving door like it makes sense here in a real world to imprison people because you know somebody who kills somebody like You go and look at, like, some of the worst people, even your serial killers, like, they've got body counts of 10 or so, you know, but you have somebody like the Joker a body count in in the hundreds, well, then it makes no sense to keep them around. So, I think if I was in a comic book world, I would start out Batman, end up uh, the Punisher or something.
1: Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Like, once the Joker poisons 30 people twice, got to go. Yeah.
0: Like my, um, I'm gonna look this up real quick.
1: You know what? Actually, you know how I might skirt that that issue. They would call me the Paralyzer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> breaking fools backs. Yeah. Ah! Because like I think one get one of the up. things I like about people like the Punisher and Rorschach, the reason they're up there, like my favorite. I think one of my favorite comic book quotes of all time comes from Rorschach and and it's kind of how i feel he said uh he was like that's a um never come yeah never compromise never compromise not even in the face of armageddon like that's kind of how i am like that I, i think for better or worse. I think that you can't compromise. When when you start making these little compromises, that's when you you get a world where you can explain away just about any bad thing that that you do.
1: Yeah, that last scene in Watchmen. Walkman, wow, wow, that last scene in Watchmen, uh, where he says that line to Owl Man, and walks out, and he just has that quick conversation with um, what's the, the guy's name? Man. Dr. Manhattan? Yeah. And he's just like, What's when you're building the foundation? When you're building your new utopia, what's one more body in the foundation? God.
0: What are you waiting for? Do it. What are you waiting for? Do it! Well, I think that's it for the show. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, As we said, we might be changing format uh next time around uh thank you for listening uh please rate and review us on itunes and as always speak your truth tell your story
1: and stay woke
0: all righty you can find john at tempe wmf on twitter and instagram and you can find his other stuff at tempy'sworld.com.
1: And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.